Welcome to the Stronger Marriage Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Lee. And I am Trey. We live in a small town in the Texas Panhandle. We've been married for 32 years. And we have four grown sons, two daughters-in-law, and a granddaughter. We started doing marriage workshops about 10 years ago. We now do 16 workshops per year all over the United States. We've authored two books together. Our first book is called 10 Ways to a Stronger Marriage, in which we give very practical tips that will help couples build a stronger marriage, whether it's currently great, good, or struggling. Our newest book is called Wisdom for Your Marriage. It's a couple's devotional guide through the book of Proverbs. It can be done in 31 days and is good for individuals or to do as a couple. You can find those books on Amazon.com. We hope to offer tips and encouragement along your marriage journey. And you can find more information about us on treyandlee.com. Again, welcome to the Stronger Marriage Podcast. Glad you're here. Welcome, everybody. Glad you've joined us today. Hello, everybody. We are working on a Wednesday trying to get a podcast done. And we are excited about our topic today, which is kind of a part two to last week, I guess. Yeah, I guess uh, we had a lot of response, maybe, to our last one about conflict in marriage. Yes, a lot of folks uh, played that and listened to it, and so we thought we would follow up with uh, today's podcast. We're going to call it How to Fight Fair in Marriage. We really don't want you to fight, but we just thought that's a pretty good title for the for the topic, that uh, if you do have to disagree with stuff, do it in a very fair manner. That's right. I mean, we just as we talked about last week, there, there are going to be conflicts in your marriage, and um, you know, we talked about some things to remember during conflict, so... We're just going to break it down and be even more practical this week, I guess, uh, and talk about, you know, right when you're in the heat of the moment, things you can, things you need to remember. So. There you go. We had a good workshop in Cleburne, Texas this past weekend. We did. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. It was. We appreciate the church that hosted us down there and all their work to uh, provide a good, safe location and uh, safe setting. And just, uh, it just, it was a good, good weekend. A lot of good couples. Um, a lot of folks learning, a lot of laughter, and just uh, a good day to bless marriages. Yes, it's always just encouraging to me to meet so many couples that are willing to put in some time and effort into making their marriage great. That is exactly right. And we hope we can come your direction sometime. Uh, don't know where you are, but uh, um, we try to get, we go everywhere we're invited and uh, most of the time. And, and so we, we can only go where we're invited. And so if if you go, hey, how come you never come here? Uh, we haven't been invited that direction. Generally, churches say, hey, come use our facilities. We'll cover your expenses. And so that's kind of how we do the uh, where you go and uh, on, on our schedule. And if you want to know more about our schedule and where we're going to be, it's at treyandlee.com. You can find our upcoming schedule. We currently have registration open for Fritch, Texas and for Portland, Oregon. And coming up really soon is Col- uh, not Columbus. Uh, where are we in Tennessee? Brentwood. Brentwood. Brentwood, yes. Tennessee. Back to this Brentwood. is a this family is a workshop. family workshop, and and a lot of folks go, well, what's the family workshop? The family workshop is kind of a part two uh, to our marriage workshop, and it's geared more toward uh, families, and and not families to come together, but more toward family topics. We talk about how to be good parents, how to how to build a strong family, how to do blended families. We talk about marriage. We have a, a session, probably a two-hour session on marriage and why that's important in families. And so um, we talk about things that are killing families today. And so uh, if, if you're going, hey, I'm not sure about this marriage or this family workshop, I promise you, you'll like it if you'll come hang out with us one weekend. And we will be in Brentwood 
at the end of April. Look at that date and check it out. And if you're anywhere near Brentwood, Tennessee, come on. That is exactly right. Uh, you you mentioned Port, uh, Portland. Yes up in the northwest and we do not get up in that area very often so i mean we would encourage you if you live anywhere close or even if you don't live close make it a make it a getaway yeah we're kind of doing that hopefully we're going to take a couple of extra days and spend some time in oregon it's a beautiful state and um so yeah make it a getaway we had a lot of couples that fly in for workshops. You may go, hey, we've never come close to your area. We have folks that drive in from long distances. They make a whole weekend of it. Uh, we've had a couple of folks, a couple of couples that uh, they came in, flew in for the weekend, and then started a vacation uh, mm-hmm. during the summertime. And so I think they came in. And so it's, it's not abnormal to have couples that fly in for, for weekend workshops. And that's right. If that's we, something and you we can don't do. monopolize your time. I mean, we're talking five hours out of your weekend uh so invest in your marriage yep it's good stuff yes good stuff so let's talk a little bit about how to fight fair in marriage um and and why it's important that we do really well to um um, kind of have some rules about marriage and getting along yeah that's right so number one is to always remember you're on the same team you're on the same team uh arguments Disagreements, button heads happen in every marriage. It happens with us. Yes. Um, and and it's not uncommon. Uh, the the thing you want to do is to make sure you don't make mountains out of molehills. Don't don't make big issues out of little issues. Uh, but as Lee has just said, always remember you're on the same team. Meaning, your goal is really not to try to win a battle or win a fight or win an argument. Uh, because if you win, that means your spouse loses, and if you're on the same team, that means you lose. Mm-hmm. And so really, it's it's not about who wins and who loses an argument. It's really about how do we find a solution. It is how do we find a solution. Yeah, it's not about who's right or wrong. Uh, it's just simply about working together to find a solution that will benefit both of you yeah. and make your relationship better and stronger. And I think one of the issues that a lot of people have, um, I, I know it's an issue with me, I'll, I'll confess, is... Uh, Anytime you're arguing and you've got somebody that disagrees with you, my pride says, I want to be right. I don't know about yours, but mine says, I want to be right. And, and sometimes I want to be right and I want you to be wrong. And, and um, that's, that's really a bad way to look at it. My pride gets in the way and I need to just step back and go, hey, this is not about who's right or who's wrong. Uh, it is about valuing my relationship more than I do my pride. Uh, It is not about hurting one another. It is not about getting you to say you were right and I was wrong. Um, It is about our our relationship, and that's and that's what matters. We're on the same team. We are, and I and I would think that I mean I struggle with that too, and I would think that in each each and every couple, there's at least one person that's gonna you know be hard headed and stubborn and and struggle with pride. And so, you know, sometimes you just have to be the bigger person and. And say we're not going to let that get in the way. That's right. And sometimes you're going to. Uh, sometimes even we agree. Sometimes just to, we're just going to have to kind of disagree on this because we can't come to a. Um, it, it may not be something that is a, a, a real in depth uh, big problem, but it's something we're disagreeing about. And, and sometimes we come to the the heading of of hey, we're just going to kind of agree to disagree and still love each other. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and that works that way. And and when sometimes you're arguing, and when sometimes you're um, frustrated with one another, let us remind you that it's it's okay to apologize. Um, 
you may still feel you're right and it's okay for you to apologize. It's okay for you to go, I'm sorry, we're not seeing eye to eye. Um, it is okay to say, hey, I, I, I'm sorry that uh, we don't agree on this. Uh, apologizing doesn't mean you're wrong. It just means you value your relationship more than you do being right, as we said a while ago. But uh, always remember you're on the same team. That That's just such a, a key to to being able to fight fair in marriage. Yes. There are, there are times where uh, in this world you're going to come in and run into somebody and you're going to have a big disagreement and you're not going to be able to agree with them and, and they may not be a friend, they may not be, they're just somebody you disagree with and they're not a teammate. They're maybe not be anybody you ever see again. But with your spouse, you live with them, you love them, you go to bed with them, you're married to them and so the goal is not I want to be right, it is... Uh, how can we fix this? How can we figure out an answer? Yes, exactly. So what's what's the second one we're going to look at? second one is seek to understand and then to be understood. And this is an old Stephen uh, uh, Covey point that he did on highly effective people and is, is still good today. And it talks about how it's important to make sure you understand what your spouse is saying before you're trying to be understood. And and I know for me, who is a very, I'm a very fast uh very quick. I don't. I don't do anything slow. Sometimes I. I. I'm thinking about what I'm gonna say next instead of listening very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have to. We have to be good listeners when it comes to disagreements. I mean, listening is key because half the time our arguments are are because we have misunderstood mm-hmm. and not. I mean, like you might have said something and I totally took it the wrong way, and so if I repeat back and say, okay, this is what. I understood you to say or that I understood you to mean and repeat back what I think that I heard and you may go no 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 that's not at all what I meant uh, you know maybe maybe that's how I said it but that's not what I meant I meant this yeah and so you know make sure you're on the same page and that you're just not arguing about something that's that's a total misunderstanding in the first place that's true and and if you've ever noticed uh, Take note when you're when you're going through a drive-through window, uh, and you're ordering food, and that's something I struggle with. Uh, my my son always gives me a hard time. Says, "Dad, you got a lot of skills in this world, but ordering food through a drive-through is tough because I can't ever remember everything. I'm always afraid I'm gonna mess it up." But the the amazing thing is when you're ordering food through a drive-through, if you ever noticed, you can place an order and you can say something like, "I'd like a I'd like a, a cheeseburger with no tomatoes, uh, large French fries, and a diet coke," and and any good drive-through will repeat back to you what you just ordered Mm -hmm. instead of just throwing it out there going okay great pull the window because they want to make sure they understood you right they'll go so you wanted a cheeseburger with tomatoes and large fry and diet coke and you'll go no i wanted no tomatoes and they go okay so that's a cheeseburger no tomatoes and they they may repeat this three or four times Mm -hmm. before they before you finally both go yes exactly that is what i meant and and how good would that be if in marriage we did that where we repeated back and and we allowed the other person to go no i didn't mean it that way or uh no that's not exactly what i said uh we probably would have a whole lot less uh arguments over things that were simply misunderstandings or miscommunications. Yes. So, yes. Uh, repeat back. Listen. Um, don't monopolize. I mean, there, there's a lot of times that you just, you want to get your say in, uh, but don't monopolize the whole whole thing. I mean, you've, you've got to each have equal chance to talk 
and to listen. Mm-hmm. And I think when you're arguing, I'll throw this out here real quick. I think it's good to argue on a on a level playing field. You don't want to talk down to your spouse or act like they're or try to make them feel like they're uh, dumb or ignorant that they don't get this or they don't understand. And and when you can talk as respectful adults and not as a say a parent to a child or a, a somebody who you know well, I can't believe you can't figure this out. You just you know what's why is your brain not working? Um, that that doesn't ever make anything any better. This mm-hmm. is a good level discussion, not a I'm going to talk down to you because you can't figure out what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, lecturing is not is not good when it comes to fighting fair. That's right. Don't don't lecture. You just need to uh, respectfully discuss issues. And like I said, each person gets gets an equal share of talking time. Yeah. Seek first to understand and then to be understood. What's the third one? This one's really good. <laughs> don't get historical. Okay. We didn't say hysterical. We said don't get historical. Yeah, that's good. You don't want to get hysterical either. And we're going to get there, but yeah. uh, but. Don't get historical. I had, I had a man tell me one time that every time they, he and his wife got in an argument, she got historical. And I said, do you mean hysterical? And he goes, no, historical. She starts bringing up everything I've ever done in my past. And, and I thought, well, that's a terrible, terrible thing to do when you have uh, forgiven your spouse of things, but when you get mad at them, you bring those things back up. Um, yeah, learn to forgive and forget. Yeah, we, we like to talk about in our marriage workshop that... Uh, a key, a key in marriage is forgiveness. Uh, it's like the old uh, adage in real estate that the key to real estate is location, location, location. And you always say the key to marriage is forgiveness, forgiveness, forgiveness. You've got to be a good forgiver. And with forgiveness comes forgetting. I mean, you don't keep bringing it up because if you do, that means you really, maybe you really didn't forgive like you should have. That is exactly right. Aren't you glad God doesn't do that to us? Exactly. Man, what if every time we did something wrong, God goes, yeah, you are always doing something wrong. Remember all the other things you did and you asked him to forgive you and yet you he drags them, but you, what? I'm glad that he forgives and forgets and we've got to be better at doing the same thing. Yeah, I love I love the verse in, in Psalm. I can't remember exactly where it is, but it talks about how, you know, as far as the east is from the west, uh, that's how far our transgressions are from God. He just totally puts them away, forgets about them. Yeah, he, he removes those and he is good to us. And we've got to do, we've got to treat our spouse and others uh, like God treats us. He expects us to, God does. And so we want to be people who forgive and forget. And yeah. and when we say forget, that doesn't mean you don't forget that you've never been hurt, but you're not going to drag that old information back up in an argument uh, to, to either prove a point or to make your spouse feel bad or something along those lines. Yes. Um, and it just kind of goes along with this. Uh, be cautious of some phrases that you use when you're, you know, in an argument. Um, don't don't use phrases like "you always" and "you never." Uh, try to reframe it like, um, for ex- for example, maybe I would say something like, um, if I was really hurt and mad, uh, "Well, you never want to spend time with me. You always put work and golf before me." Uh, you know that you could hear somebody saying that, but if you can kind of reframe that and say it in a way where you're putting the emphasis on yourself and say, "I feel like I get the short end of the stick when it comes to your time," 
um, then that way you're not putting any blame on your spouse, but you're putting it on, well, this is how I feel about the situation. That's a great point. That's a good point. And, and phrases like you always and you never don't make things better. Mm -hmm. That's, that's casting blame. And so, um, like we said earlier, you, you're trying to find a solution and you're not trying to, you know, just be right or win an argument. So, so if you're, if you're going to fight fair in marriage, uh, another thing that is very helpful is timing and location. Um, public is not a place to have an argument with your spouse. That should be something that takes place at home. Mm -hmm. Don't, don't argue in public with your spouse. We, while it's okay to have disagreements in front of your kids, and your kids need to see that you don't always see eye to eye, they also see, need to see you make up. Mm -hmm. um, timing and location are important, and, and, and an argument is something that should be done between two parents or two, two, a married couple uh, without people around them. Mm -hmm. um, and, and one of the things you mentioned earlier was uh, don't, don't hit your spouse with something the second they walk in the door. Yeah, I mean... Timing is, is, is important and, and your spouse, you know, maybe they've had a long, hard day at work and the last thing they want to do is get right in the middle of something the second that they want, you know, walk in the door. So plan for it. Maybe you, you, you could say something like, you know, there's something that's just really been bothering me that we need to talk about, but uh, maybe after dinner we can find, you know, some quiet time and, and go for a walk and maybe talk about some, some things. Uh, you, you, you remember as a kid, your parents walking all the time and I knew, uh, I it knew. wasn't I, until later in life, I think yeah. you realized that that was kind of their time to work out some, some arguments. <laughs> uh, Cause I asked my dad, I said, y'all always got along really well, you and mom. And, and he said, we really, really did. And I said, well, when did you argue? Uh, I said, we just never really saw y'all pull off a fight or argue. And he said, anytime we had a disagreement, we would we made a rule that we would go walk around the park, which is was just like next door to our house at a walking park. And I uh, said, we'd go walk around the park, and we kind of decided we wouldn't quit walking until we kind of came up with a resolution or an answer. And, and I got to thinking back, there were some times I remember my parents taking off saying, we're going for a walk, we'll see y'all after a while. And they would disappear. And so... Uh, that was their way of finding some time to go get some things worked out. I thought that was really, really good. Uh, when, when, you know, it, it gave us an idea that they realized their, their relationship wasn't perfect and they needed to work through some stuff, but they, they never pulled off a fight in front of us. Timing and location was right. important. Exactly. It, um, it was important. Um, and you may start off, you know, you may kind of start off and you find yourself kind of disagreeing and, and realize the kids are listening to every word you're saying and you can you know, one of you can just kind of step back and go, hey, why don't we find some time that we can talk about this later? And um, you, you may find out that it was a silly argument and there's really nothing to talk about later uh, when it comes right down to it. But um, yeah, don't just sit there and, and drag it out in front of the kids. Uh, so, Timing and location yes, are very important. Of, are of important. How you handle things and where you handle things. And, and one of the things... Um, um, distance yourself if you oh, need to. Yes. I, I want to throw this in there before we before we go on. Um, you know, if something just happens right in the moment and and, and you're both finding yourself getting angry, um, just distance yourself for a little while. I, this happened to us not too long ago, and we kind of started talking about it. And I was like, you know what? I can't do this right now because I, if we do. I, I'm really angry and I'm going to say some things that I'm going to regret. And so mm -hmm. we just need to, we just need to step back and 
after a while, when we both cooled off, we can talk about this a little bit more rationally. But, uh, and that's healthy when you can recognize, it it, you know, recognize that, hey, my, my heart rate's getting up a little bit and my voice is getting a little louder. Um, and, and, you know, recognize those signals and recognize that you need to take a step back before you, before things are said that, that are going to cause some hurt. Because if you say things in anger, you're always going to regret them. It's always going to make things worse. So it, it's okay to go, hey, give me a little bit of time to cool off mm-hmm. and then we can talk about this. Yeah. Because, like you were fixing to say, I think, a while ago. Yeah, there should, uh, arguing is never a place, this is, this is our belief, for screaming, yelling, name-calling, uh, throwing things. Uh, if you've gotten to that point, things are out of control. There needs to be some adjustments in uh, anger and a short fuse, which is very unhealthy in a marriage. Um, and, and so, yeah... Can you raise your voice a little bit sometimes? Yes. Can you get a tone a little bit sometimes? Yes. But uh, when when you're throwing things and screaming and, and calling names or cussing one another um, or even physical abuse, mm-hmm. that, that, is, uh, that is a no in marriage. Physical abuse is a no in marriage. Uh, you said earlier the only thing that should take place physically after an argument is well yeah the only the only how did i, I say know, that it was good the only physical contact that should happen during an argument is when you're kissing to make up at the end that's pretty good so, and that is exactly like that. right yeah. that is exactly <laughs> right we we in no form or fashion uh would ever um uh try to say anything about abuse is ever good in any form or fashion uh, that is just something emotional physical any of those things not good Mm -hmm. and and that should not be a part of of your marriage yeah um invite god to be a part of your argument this this sounds you know a little strange to some people but if you have you know kind of planned a time that you're going to sit down and talk um pray about it beforehand you know ask god to give you wisdom as you're discussing things ask god to help you keep your cool um, if you can sit down and, and pray together about it before you start talking, mm, that's um, I mean, yeah, I think, I think that's really going to help keep uh, a level head, help you keep you calm. Uh, so for sure, ask God to, to be a part of your argument, mm-hmm. your fight, whatever. So if I prayed, Lord, help lead to see things my way. Yes. Probably not the not the No, way that's we're probably not at. the yeah. way you want to that's start out. That's not the way you want to start your prayer. Help help my wife to see things the way I see things. That's not the not what we're talking about exactly. here. Exactly. Can I throw one more out? Yes. Okay. The last one. The last one. Okay. Um, and I think it's good. If you sometimes there are little things you just argue over and then sometimes there may be a really really big thing that you can't work through. It may be something that is a, a continual thing that maybe you, it's a regular argument that you always have and y'all cannot find uh, an answer for. And so let us just say, always seek help when you come to a point that you've reached an impasse. When you can't figure this out, seek help. Don't sweep it under a rug. Um, don't ignore it. Uh, ask around. Find a mentor, find a counselor, find a minister that you can say, find an outside third party that you can just go, here's what we're kind of disagreeing about. And and we're not really looking for you to pick sides. We just want your opinion on this. 
and and then listen to what they have to say. Yeah. Um, because a third party sometimes can help you see things. This is not your mom or your dad. We're not saying go to your parents and go, hey, my, my, my wife or my husband is not seeing things the way I want them to be, but a, a mutual friend that you can trust, a counselor, a minister, someone like that that you can find that you can ask some questions to just say, hey, uh, is, is, is my wife right on this or is my husband right on this? What, what, how do you see this? And, and then listen to what they have to say. I had a lady call me one time uh, from out of town, about two hours away, and she wanted to come to our little community for me to do some counseling. And I don't do a whole lot of counseling. I, I send most all my counseling elsewhere. Uh, but, but I asked her, I said, man, you live in a city that's got an enormous amount of fantastic Christian counselors. Why are you wanting to drive to our little community and spend two hours one way and two hours away home because um, to, to, to visit with me? And she said, well, I've, every counselor I've talked to here, which has been a bunch, always takes my husband's side. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I very nicely said, well, is it very possible that he may be right on this subject? If every counselor and every person is saying, hey, listen to what your spouse is saying, then there may come a point or a time where you have to go, all right, well, maybe I'm not right on this subject. And so there, there is a time when you ask for outside help that you may have to go, well, as much as I think I was right, maybe I'm not. <laughs> you might have to actually swallow your pride and take the advice. That's exactly right. So fighting fair in marriage is uh, uh, something that's going to be very, very important to uh, conflict resolution is, is essential in marriage because you're going to have conflict. Mm -hmm. And so you've got to be good at fighting fair. So always remember you're on the same team. Seek first to understand, then to be understood. Don't get historical. Forgive and forget. Timing and location are important. And then seek outside help when you come to something that y'all are working on that you just can't get together mm -hmm. on. Yeah, sometimes just, um, you know, sitting down together with a third impartial party and talking through it, you know, maybe that's all it takes is just talking through it with somebody that that is impartial. That's true. And it'll maybe, you know, That's that true. may just solve the whole thing right there. Remember, y'all are on the same team. We're honored that you listen. Thank you for joining us on our podcast today. Do you have anything else you want to add? No. We are honored. Uh, if you get a chance, we would love uh, if, if uh, you are listening on iTunes uh, to leave us a review and a, an, and a rating. And uh, that helps us just to get our, our podcast out there a little bit better. We're honored that you've listened this week, and we hope you have a blessed week. See y'all later. Have a great week.